Welcome to a new episode of NY Just Fans with host Davin and Kyle. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Just Fans Podcast as we come to y'all with another episode. The NFL season is finally out. So this is very exciting to us. Um, I know that the preseason games, I know one is guaranteed, which is against the Packers on the 21st at 4.25 p.m. The Giants game will be the first game. It's up in the air. And the Eagles is a to be determined as well. So those are the three games that's, that could be possibly guaranteed. But when we figure out the times, we'll let y'all know. But that first game, that's very important. And that is against Donald and the Panthers in, <laughs> in North Carolina. Oh, my goodness. Kyle, how, how important it is for the, for the Jets to actually try to capitalize against Donald. Um, I said it's for from a management standpoint, you know, in terms of the fans looking at them, it's definitely going to be a um I guess an important thing to see exactly what's gonna happen with Sam. Uh I actually think uh him going to Carolina was a really good thing for him. Uh I think that uh Carolina has had um the setup to kind of make Sam um successful, which is um, a solid uh, run game, you know, with um, McCaffrey being back there. And the fact that he, you know, he had a familiar target in Robbie Anderson, like, I think there was a good, you know, a good place for him to land. Um, as far as the game itself, um, with us, on our side, as a, it would do, I think, a whole lot of help in terms of, um, you know, rallying the fan base uh, around our new quarterback, if we can pull out a win over our old quarterback. Um, but like I said, it's, look, it's, it's about, I guess, you know, seeing what's going to happen during the preseason. You know, hopefully everybody gets through healthy and, you know, in those preseason games, we actually look like something. So, you know, we can go in with a little bit of confidence in that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah I can definitely agree with you. Also, we after this game, let's try to calm down that Darnold versus Wilson debate because this is the game right here for 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 us Jets fans to actually see who's 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 the better option for us. And I feel like both QBs will have a difficult time a little bit, um, gelling with their new teammates. But at the same time, like after this, like okay, maybe. Maybe middle of the season, end of season, we can get back to that topic. But this right here has to be one of the games of the week. And just to go against Donald is, is put up for, put up or shut up for Donald right here, you know, to show exactly. just fans that listen, I I was that guy that y'all that y'all passed up on. And if I was to run with uh LaFleur system or with Salau, you know, whatever the circumstances is, then I, I could have did I could have done this. So it's right. it's up to Darnold to to do that. And for Wilson, it, he he keeps he just gotta come in there with with confidence and not just confidence, but also for him, you know, to play these preseason games, he has to come in there with the with the mindset of, you know, I I'm I'm gonna show you why I'm that I'm the I'm the number two pick. So it it's well, it's a game for both of them. It's it's yeah. it's not much needed, but it's kind of 
a boost the confidence type of game for both quarterbacks. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, and also, um, the crazy thing about our schedule is that we had nine home games, one game in London. Shout, shout out to the, to the London fans, the UK fans out there. Um, I know there's plenty of them and it's seven road games. So how, how important, so how important it is that we kind of got like home field advantage, you know, not, not, not saying that, Oh yeah, this is playoffs, but you know, how important it is that we got more home games than road. Uh, for the most part, you know, uh, you would think that it's important, you know, trying to um, get in that home field advantage. Uh, especially, I guess, with, you know, if you think about from the, the aspect of, of traveling, you know, I would say a, a key example of that is to look at, you know, the Super Bowl, you know, it being in Tampa, I, you know, I'm pretty sure that helped them, you know, to be rested and well prepared to come in and do what they did against, you know, Kansas City. So home field is definitely, you know, uh, something that you should take advantage of. And the fact that, um, you know, it's only seven road games and let's see, maybe three of them, I can see there are against teams that technically we probably should win against. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's to be seen, you know, how, how everything unfolds. Yeah. And to me, to, to me, just in my opinion, you know, they have a little bit of the home field advantage depending on how, how that game goes, you know, and this, this could work out in the just favor. I'm not saying, well, they can, they could go and win seven home games. That's, you know, that's, that's impossible for, for the way how this team is building right now, but anything is possible. So I, I'm saying that take it, take it a game at a time and, you know, let's just see what happens with this, with this team, you know? So yeah. that's, that's just my, my take on that, but good, good take Kyle. Um, Let's talk about the Jets OTAs, or voluntary OTAs. Um, yeah. We had teams that had 70, 70 players, 60, maybe 40 or 50 here and there, but the Jets had 80 players in voluntary mm -hmm. workouts, which is crazy. How how important it is for, for the Jets to have all them players come in for voluntary uh, OTAs? Sure, and I, I'm pretty sure, you know, Coach Sal is um, very happy, you know, along with, um, you know, JD in terms of seeing that type of, um, that type of outcome to come, you know, for the voluntaries, you know. Um, I would say uh, two, two things I would guess is, I guess the mind frame that I would look at this at is um, one, uh, the fact that, you know, we were two and 12 team, you know, um, at this point, I'm pretty sure there's guys that's coming in there, you know, in that bunch of 80 that's looking at it like, yo, this was a bad team last year. You know, if I come in and I show I can do what I can do, like I can get a spot here, you know, especially right. you know, the fact that it's a, it's, a, it's a rebuild. So I think that out, you know, that that turnout was is largely, you know, in, you know, to be contributed to the fact that, you know, guys come in and think, yeah, I can get a shot. But, you know, from the numbers part of it, you think about it, that if it's 80, you know, the, the roster is only 53. And then you got, what, another 10, if I'm not mistaken, 10 or 12 um, practice squad players. So you're thinking, 
you're already looking at what is that uh 65 players so you think off off the bat in otas yeah. there's at least 15 guys that don't have a shot <laughs> you know what i mean but there's yeah, there exactly. so yeah so i definitely think you know that's a good thing but then also you remember it's a it's a culture change that's happening with you know with sala exactly. coming in so you you have guys that's looking at him and seeing his reputation as being you know a highly sorted coach in the off season and saying you know they're coming in looking like you know we want to work for this guy so that could definitely be you know a motivator for to to get those you know all those 80 players in yeah and and you know just having all these chess players around every OCS says a lot for this team for one, it's important to get the new players to build chemistry with the vets, you know, the rookies with the vets, especially for Wilson and the, and the new offense, you know. And mm-hmm. and for two, you know, just like you said, it's a new coach and also it's a new system. So the players have to learn the plays and the coaching scheme. So in the short term, you know, the earlier the better. <laughs> so yeah. I, 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 I just want to see the guys do, do good. And this is a wonderful start. I'm not I'm not going to sit here and 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 bloom the bloom the flowers just yet, but this is a this is a wonderful start for this team and for for this coach as well. Um, let's let's go let's let's uh, go with the NFL news. Um, the latest news. Uh, Ryan Kerrigan, uh, the the Washington Football Team all-time sacks leaders had decided to sign with the Eagles one year deal. Three point five million. Um, what what can Kerrigan bring to the Eagles' defense? Um, as I said I, I think he can um, definitely first off um, bring that veteran leadership there. Um, then you Agreed. also have the fact that you know uh, Curry went over to the Jets, so having someone that's you know have that sort of pass rush ability to him, you know he kind of can just step right in. And you know, fill the shoes of of Curry leaving. You know, this guy. You know, I think before before um, 2019, like his five his five previous seasons, he was averaging something like 10 sacks a, a year. So the guy can definitely you know get to the quarterback, and especially being you know Washington's uh, sack leader. So as I said, I think he just comes in and he he probably does you know like some situational. Things that I don't see him as a, a full, maybe a full time guy being, well, I think it's like turning 31 or 32. So, yeah, yeah but I definitely think he's it's a, it's a good pickup for them, you know, and I think he'll definitely um, contribute to the defense. Yeah, I'm about to say, you know, I know, I know for Curry game in this last two seasons have declined with a good 5.5 sacks each season. You know, that's, that's better than. Some of these coming starters these days, you know, so it's kind of a head scratcher. But also, you know, what? other than that 2019 season, he has played in all 16 games for like at least a good eight seasons. So you yeah. have that guy that's that can be healthy and you have that guy that can bring that that captain mentality for that for that defense that they need because they do kind of do need that push. So. It's, it's a it's a great signing for the Eagles. You know, the Eagles actually had a, a decent um offseason, um, especially in the draft. They actually did okay in the draft. So yeah. this this signing for them is is a good is a good start with Darius Slay and the other guys, you know, hopefully 
hopefully the Eagles defense will get it together. Um, let's 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 go. Let's move along to this tight end trend. Oh Lord. Um, <laughs> first it was Tim Tebow. Now it was Kelvin Benjamin. He has signed with the Giants, but they said they they might use him as a tight end. Is this is this a new trend? Um, I would say I wouldn't write out say the the Tebow thing. Um, is in the same category as the as, you know them signing Benjamin. Uh, because I think Tebow joining the team. Uh, helps in terms of maybe taking some of the media pressure off of, off of Trevor Lawrence, you know, because they're talking about, you know, the, the star that's Tivo, you know what I mean? And right. I think, T, you know, bringing him in as a tight end would be the only place they could bring him in because anyhow they brought him in to say that he was doing anything quarterback related would have put up, you know, red flags area everywhere. Like, why? Why would you even do that? You know? So, I said, I think it's a totally different thing because with Benjamin, um, he's definitely the fit. You know, he's like a six six, um, six five, I think, uh, two, almost two forty five, two fifty. So right. he has the build, you know, to play that type type of tight end, you know, position. Not too sure about how good. Remember, like how good of a block he was. You know, filled him. You know, so I have very limited access to. You know, when he was playing you know, previously to, to know what that skill set is. You know, I just knew him as a, a, a big target, you know, for, for camp for a couple of years. And I, I thought he would have actually been a better, you know, NFL prospect than what he was. But right. at this point, I can see the Giants, you know, just take a flyer on him because, you know, it seems like they're not too high on um, Evan Ingram, you know, you know and they brought in, a, a, was it Rudolph to... Yeah, you know, so, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I think it's just, you know, maybe just, you know, just another veteran body that can come in and just see, you know, see if he sticks, you know? Right. Um, yeah, I agree with the, with the, with the trend. I don't think it's a trend. Um, I don't, I don't see it being that way, but you know, Calvin, he hasn't played since 2018 and Tebow hasn't played since 2012. Um, I, I think at the end, I think at the end of this situation, um, these are two guys trying to see where this new position will take them as far as making it to the team and regain some hope for a comeback. Because <laughs> yeah. it's, it's been years and when usually guys like that have, have lost it, you know, actually beyond Bell, you know, no disrespect to him, but, you know, yeah. you, you mess out a year and you lose that, that pep in your step and then all of a sudden it might shut down. Yeah, especially these guys being, you know, on the other side of, you know, on 30, you know, 30, yeah. I think 31, 32. So, you know, Le'Veon was still in his late 20s when it happened with him. And you've seen wow. the decline, so. Yeah, exactly. So, well, we'll, we'll see very soon what them guys could bring to the field. And speaking of, so speaking of the Jags and, you know, Trevor Lawrence, let's talk about uh, NTN real quick. Um, he, Irvin Meyer is actually going to give him some, just give him some plays, even maybe most plays on a wide receiver as a wide receiver. Um, do you see, do you see him fitting as, as that wide receiver and what? Um, for me, I, I said, I know they, like, they've been hearing a lot of, uh, you 
you know, criticism of the move, but I think uh, Etienne being a, already a dual threat and them having uh, Robinson, who's also, you know, he's like, a, if I'm not mistaken, he's a thousand yard rusher. Yes. Um, like I see them, him trying to maybe so more so to refine the receiving skills in situations where he's in the backfield and he motions out to the, you know, to the wide out spots, you know? So um, just giving him that experience, I think is definitely going to change him, you know, not really change him, but I would say elevate him as being more so of an offensive weapon than just looking at him as a running back. Yeah, that's that could be true, but you know this this is a very interesting situation, just because you know he had he had crazy over sixteen hundred rushing yards in eighteen and nineteen, but last season you know due to COVID he only had a little over nine hundred rushing yards, but on his receiving yards he went from two thousand nineteen thirty seven catches with four thirty two yards to forty eight catches for five hundred eighty eight yards. You know, this could be good for him, you know, yeah. and, and it's not and, and this and not just because he he'll have his QB Lawrence with him. It's also good for uh for Maya. He might be able to fit the system. If if nobody don't know, Maya's system is which his term is called the power football with spread set. If you don't know what that is, it's a combo of a one one back offense and the shotgun to run. Um, Let the QB do his thing. So this is very it's very interesting to see what what can happen for this kid. But I mean, he flour he's flourishing his receiving receiving game. So I mean, right. it, it can work out for him. Even he can do it as a third down back, something like um Powell did for us. Right. Like I like when I when I first heard about it, like my initial thing was um kind of comparison comparing him to uh what I thought of Antonio Gibson who was drafted you know mm. last year by um the red um the Washington football team right. uh, you know what I mean like and to think about it like they were they were in a kind of same situation over there in Memphis because uh if I'm not mistaken I think Gibson ended up playing some wide receiver because they also had Kenneth Gainwell who was also drafted this year as a dual yes. threat guy. So, <laughs> you know, when, when I looked at it, that's where I was seeing, like, yo, this guy can really get, you know, into a situation where he's running crisp routes. Like, you can create crazy matchup problems or, you know, even more so, you know, by refining his wide receiver skills. You know I mean, and I, I know at first, you know, people's like, well, if you wanted a wide receiver, why didn't you take Elijah Moore? You know what I mean? Like he was there for the taking, but uh, you then lose the aspect of having that additional running back if you do that. So like I said, I, I get the idea and I think it's probably most for the most part, it is going to work for him. That's it because Etienne was already a dual threat. So it's just to improve on that. Right. So, so, so do you consider that more valuable than getting, than, than them having to draft Elijah Moore? Um, for the most part, because they now have not only two, you know, dynamic backs with Robinson at the end, 
But you have one of them that in certain situations, if you have both of them on the field, you know, you can motion this guy into a side where, depending on where the sets are, you know, where you get a linebacker covering him or, you know, something like that, where it's automatically going to be a mismatch. And the fact of them being that outlet um, already, you know, from him playing with Trevor Lawrence, like I said, I just think it's a plus to say, okay, his security blanket coming out the backfield and, you know, coming out and, you know, maybe lined up in the slot and doing little quick patterns and up. I think that helps Trevor's confidence in saying, you know, he has a reliable person that he can go to. Yeah, I, I can agree with you on that one. And I know the Jets play the Jags week 15, no, week 16, sorry, because yeah. I forgot. It's the Jags, the Bucks, and then the Bills. I don't know how we get Tom Brady and then the Bills last, but yeah. there you go. <laughs> but but that, that would be an exciting game to watch with Wilson and uh, Lawrence and, and, you know, right there. So that, that would be very exciting to watch. Um, mm-hmm. let's, let's, speak, let's speak on Rodgers' situation again because – we had little, we had little, little to, to maybe, maybe a little, not even a little to like medium details, but they, they have signed QBs, Blake Bortles, uh, another quarterback, Kirk, Bent Kirk from the yeah. Falcons practice squad. And it was working out ex-Bronco, Chad Kelly. Does that mean, are they, is, does that mean that Rodgers could possibly move on from another team or could be retiring? Um, I said, at this point, you know, we're still talking about really early in the, you know, uh, early in the season. Uh, I would not put too much stock into it only because, you know, at the end of the day, uh, these teams need bodies, you know, just to go through practices. So, like, the, the Blake Bortle signing, like, that was, I would say, if anything, the, the more eye-raising one, because I wouldn't have thought anyone would have, you know, looked at him as a, a viable asset to add to their team in any capacity. But I guess they, you know, they did, and they signed him. So it's like maybe having that veteran guy if, um, you know, Rodgers do decide, you know what, I'm I'm hanging up the cleats, you know, to have that veteran guy for, you know, for love to kind of, you know, you know, just have there as a as a you know a support guy. Mm-hmm. This this is this right here. Oof, it's crazy. <laughs> it's possible that Rogers could retire, um, go and be the host of Jeopardy, <laughs> which is crazy. <laughs> Sounds crazy. <laughs> or or he could move on to another team. I'm a possible. Put put them to the uh, possibly make them a Super Bowl contender. Um, I guess you need the extra ammunition in this weird scenario. You know, Bortles haven't played since the 19th season with the with the Rams, and I'm I'm not going to speak on Bortles too much. Um, not going to send those subliminal shots, but just in this case something was to happen to Rodgers and Love doesn't look like he's ready to play um even though he had about what two three years now I think this is third year right so it should he should Bortles could give him a few games if Love is not ready something like Tua Tua didn't do too good and Fitzpatrick 
came in fourth right. quarter with the magic, you know. <laughs> yeah. That's that's what that's what Fitzpatrick does. He brings fourth quarter magic. So, you know, so it kind of works out. So mm-hmm. I just know that, you know, I just know that if it, it's all this is all on Aaron Rodgers. That I think they do, I think they do need him back, hands down. But yeah. if if Jordan Love gotta take the reins, then we'll see what happens, you know. But what what's what what's the, the the next question will be is what what will happen to, to the chemistry with like Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones and the rest of the team. Yeah. As I know if I'm not mistaken, um Devontae was um he was already talking about, you know, thinking about what his future looks like if you know if Aaron goes, you know, that's definitely his um his right-hand man, you know, that was like similar. I would say it kind of reminded me of how, you know, um, Manning had a um, Harrison, you know, like the, that's the type of comment. Like you knew for the most part that Manning was throwing the ball, it was, it was, it was going to Harrison. So, you know, wow. it's kind of similar. It's like, to me, it's like a comma, a kind of similar situation with, you know, um, with Rogers and Adams, like, nine times say eight times out of ten you know, if there's a pass play he's looking for Adams you know and some you know first and foremost yeah you know I mean? <laughs> the combination works great just like Manning and Harrison also Manning and Reggie Wayne because yeah they 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 do the damn thing <laughs> yep. yeah so um last last topic for the podcast for this episode um players they uh i know the nfl they sent uh roger goodell and the p and the nfl pa they was talking about the vaccinations um they said if the players get vaccinated that they don't have to wear the mask um do you think that the players will get vaccinated or or not i would say at this point i'm i'm pretty sure that they'll you know that they will get vaccinated um I'm I'm on the I'm on the line of thinking that you know these teams, um, if not the NFL themselves, is going to give these guys some sort of incentive, maybe you know, to get vaccinated. Um, and then just thinking about it in the long term, in regards to that's uh, maybe like other aspects of the game. You know, it's really. Like you've seen last year, what happened? You know, you right. get, into a, get into a situation two weeks, two days before the game, you get your, you know, starting quarterback or your starting wide receiver come down with a case of COVID, and now they can't play. You know that. Right. Outside of the game itself, it affects so many other things that are tied into football, which you know you talk about fantasy sports and betting and stuff like that. So to me, I think from just to have, you know, to try to keep some sort of consistency and to get back to some sort of normalcy that uh, that the there will be incentives for these guys to get vaccinated so they can have as much, you know, you know, as little as possible, you know, COVID cases come up, you know, that would affect uh, games like it did last year. And I think it was so weird to see a Tuesday or Wednesday night game. (laughs) It was so weird because I was just sitting there and I'm like, well, this is a good game, but this is a Tuesday or Wednesday. (laughs) 
it, it was just the weirdest thing to see. Then it was it was a little bit funny too to me. But 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 football was football. They they found the way to make it. You know to make it make it all the way to the season. Thank goodness. Um, but to me, you know, players getting vaccinated is 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 up to them, of course. And um, I know most coaches and players would would love not to wear masks in football practices or games. But they they might be a little bit that will say, hold on, you know, wait a minute. I don't feel safe at this moment, even with with them getting vaccinated. So they probably keep their mask on and then they'll see how it play out. But all in all, just like you said, I would love to, to, to see the Sunday or Monday, Monday games. And, you know, it, it will go back to normal since we're going to have fans, especially Jets fans. Thank goodness. And also, yeah. I saw uh, CJ Mosley actually uh, post this uh, post something like he's 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 glad to be back. So it's good to see Mosley back. And I think he's and I think he was one of the guys that was at the voluntary OTAs. Uh, was he one of the guys that was in the voluntary OTAs? Yeah, yeah he was there, definitely there. Yeah, and that's a and that's a good thing. So that's a that's a good start for for Mosley. Um, I know certain Jets fans was, you know. Um, you know, it was was like, well, you know, he only played two games and two, you know, two seasons, and hopefully, hopefully, he'll bring he'll bring that that leadership for them for the linebackers and you know for the for the rookies like the like um like the rookie guys and that's yeah. that's coming in doing the well you know doing the well linebacker um position and you know just the other guy the new guys that's there too so that, that would be very exciting. Yeah, I think. Uh... Honestly, I think a lot of his his motivation to play was, you know, drowned out by the fact that he knew he was going to be playing for Gates, you know, just seeing where the, the team was going. So I that's very really interesting. Do you, like, do, like, like, is Gates the reason why, like, these guys didn't feel comfortable with playing? Like that, like, that's correct. Like, that is crazy. I said, um, if I'm not mistaken, you know, Thinking about, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Robbie Robbie Anderson came out and said that you know, like he had kind of like lost his fire to play, knowing that, you know, the type of um, you know, the system and scheme that he was being put in to come out, you know, to play on Sunday. And I think what happened was, um, from my like from his explanation, I think like he was just kind of like dedicated to specific routes. It's like it's not like he was um put in a place where you know he can run multiple routes depending on what the play was it was just like if the play is going to happen and it needs a go route like you're the go guy you know so i think that part of you know the game planning that uh gates did kind of just like dampered everyone's uh you know spirits in terms of you know just hearing like from what robbie anderson was explaining wow well, I'm just glad that that that's over with, you know, because we can't come into a new season with with Gaze being the coach, <laughs> yeah, and with it him being be gone, it brought it brought back a lot of Jets fans too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this is this is crazy. This is crazy. But that that's it for our episode. Um, next week we'll have a special guest for y'all. Um. We will. I'm. I'm saving for the next episode. But make sure um, you follow myself, uh, Davin, and the number two MD on Twitter. You can follow Kyle at 
Bergadamus on Twitter as well. Um, and also follow our podcast, our podcast page on Twitter at Just Fans Podcast. We do this for y'all every week. Until next week, take flight. Take flight.